Welcome back, everyone. This is Panther City Partners. I'm Leanne Maxwell, and I am a personal development coach, and I specifically help people through life's transitions. Um, Today, I wanted to give a little bit of time to talking about what that means. What is change? What is transition? Y'all have heard me say, the only thing constant is change, but you don't have to go it alone. And so I want to spend a little bit of time talking about what that really looks like. So as I've said before, I'm one of those people who has pretty much always been okay with change. I don't mind. It's when one thing ends, it's usually fine with me. It's it's time for that that time to be over. You know, my kids are they're not toddlers anymore. They're, when they was when they were done being babies, I was so happy for them to be done being babies. Sure, I miss the snuggles and I miss the kisses, but I was ready for them to move into toddlerhood. And then when toddlerhood ended, I was so excited about that. And now we're in elementary school and man, my kids can do so many things for themselves. It's wonderful. So I like these changes. It doesn't mean I don't miss some of those old those things that, about who they were and what they were like before. I do get sentimental when I look back at pictures of them. But I'm fine with the moving on, with it fine with the changes. And I have several friends, though, who are not. And they just, they don't like change. They've told me, I don't like change. And I've always found that so odd because, I mean, life is just constant changes. You know, we're constantly developing. We're constantly changing who we are. When I would have struggles with my kids, I'd still do. But when I can remember is when they were babies having these struggles with my kids and my mom was saying, don't worry about it. They'll be out of this phase soon. And that gave me such comfort that, oh, okay, it's not going to be like this forever. You know, even now I think my son, he's 10 and he still likes to come and get in bed with us at night sometimes. And and some people will say, oh my gosh, I can't believe you let him do that. And I'm like, eh, you know, he's not going to go off to college still crawling into bed with us in the middle of the night. So I'm fine to let this happen right now because I know that this phase will end. And I know that by the time it does, we'll all be ready for it to move on. But I wanted to talk a little bit about what that cycle of change looks like because that it is a cycle. There's four different real phases to the cycle. Those cycles, um, you can think about it like shuffling a deck of cards or playing a game. So the first, the first phase is the shuffling phase, um, and this is the period where you kind of get detached from whatever you're doing right now. So I think about when I've been in jobs that I don't particularly like anymore. It's that time where you start surfing, um, um, finding a new job, where you're looking, what are, what's out there? Or, you know, when you have a relationship with either a friend or an intimate partner and you start thinking, hmm, things aren't going so well right now. I wonder what else we could be doing differently. And so that's the shuffle pace, the, the shuffle phase. It's the time where you start to kind of pull back and think, whatever is going on right now in this area of my life is not really what I'm wanting. And then you start to think about what do you want to do next? And you can think about phase two as like the dealing, the dealing of the cards. This is this period where life, um, you're, it's a period of action in your life. And The thing about the period of action is that this can be where you're searching for those new jobs. It can be where you're reading a book about relationships or where you're just, you know, it's kind of like you're living your life. You're doing the hard work of parenting or you're doing the hard work of whatever it is that you're that you're currently into. So that's the period. That's the dealing period. You're putting all the cards out there on the table so that they can be used. 
Then you've got the play the game, okay? This is where you are doing the things. You're doing all the things. You're not just planning for being a parent. You're actually now in the thick of doing this parenting thing. You're not just planning on getting a new job. You are now, you have the new job and it's awesome and you enjoy it and you're, and you're, you're getting in there and you're, and you're doing the awesome things. This is usually a mostly positive time in the cycle of transition um, because this is when the good stuff is happening. You know, um, this is when you have you have thought about this change, you've taken the steps and now you're in you've you've made the change and you like it. OK, the next phase in the cycle of change is the toss in. Now, the toss in is really when things come to an end. You know, you got that new job and you've worked at it for you've played the game for 10 years, five months, however long it is. And you realize, oh, I'm I don't know that this is the right thing for me anymore. So it could be that you have a, a, a negative experience and you are ready for something different. But the Tossin can also be really positive. The Tossin can be, hey, I started my own business. We've gotten really successful. And now I'm looking at how can I expand on that or how can I make changes? Now, um, the thing to think about, though, with the cycle of change is that you're always in one of these four phases in all these different areas of your life. So right now I'm in the middle of this playing the game thing with parenting. I'm in the middle of this playing the game thing in my marital relationship. So we are in that phase in our life. But with my business, I'm in this, this dealing. I'm, I'm taking the action. I'm planning. I'm, I'm deciding what's going to happen next. I've, I'm in this exciting of like the newness. And so thinking that with our house, we're in this phase right now where we're kind of in this shuffle, like we're kind of getting bored with some of the things we've lived in this house for a certain amount of time, five years. And I don't, we're not going to move, but we're kind of getting bored with maybe, maybe do we want to repaint or maybe do we want to rearrange the furniture? That's a good way for us to to shuffle things around because then we don't have to spend a lot of money on making those changes. But it's important to realize that you can be in one of these four phases in multiple areas of your life. And you're not going to Everything is not going to align so that everything in your life is always all in the, the play of the game. You're not always going to be at the toss in. In some ways, that should give you a lot of comfort to know that um, while I may be in this tumultuous time with my business because I'm not sure exactly where I'm headed next or I'm trying these new things and I'm taking these risks and I'm not totally sure they're all going to pay off, but I'm really excited about those risks I'm taking. That can be kind of anxiety inducing, but I know that in my relationship with my spouse and I know that with my kids, our relationships are in this space of we're playing the game. Things are rolling along. It's happy. This is a positive time in those areas. And so while I have anxiety in some areas because I'm in a, in a, a phase of newness and um, unsureness, in other areas of my life, I'm in this really stable and I'm in this really comfortable place. So knowing that you have cycles of change can give you a lot of comfort because you can know that while I may be in one of these cycle, one of these phases that is uncomfortable in one area of my life, I'm in this phase that's super comfortable in this other area of my life. The other thing to think about about change is that there are a lot of things that can influence how you approach those changes. Now, like I've said before, sometimes change is thrust upon you and you don't really want to make those changes. 
But sometimes you have the opportunity to kind of plan out. So my son is going to is ending fourth grade. And so next year he'll be in fifth grade. And for we go to Fort Worth Public Schools. And that means that after fifth grade, he will be transitioning to middle school. And middle school can be um, an interesting time. I used to be a, a middle school teacher, and that's an interesting time of life. But just the idea of that transition to a new place, to a bigger place, where he doesn't know where everything is located, but he doesn't know all of the kids anymore, that can be really scary for him. So if I think about this cycle of change and I start to approach him about it and start to say, hey, this is kind of what's happening, or we can plan for it, like I've talked about before, then I can make him more comfortable with that change. There's these things that influence your, your influence change. Um, sometimes it's money. Um, you've got to make a change because you need to make more money or you, um, you don't make a change because you can't afford to not be making the money that you're making. So you've got to understand that there's these influencers and some of them are external like money, family, friends, location. Um, those are the kinds of things, um, that are external influencers. And they are they are real and they are important to evaluate. So external influencers are going to be those things that you don't personally have control over. I don't personally control how much, um, if I'm working for a company or I'm working for a school district, I don't personally control how much money I make. So I have to take that into consideration when I want to make a change. Um, I don't have control over the way that my friends and family feel or talk to me about the changes that I'm making in my life. Um, You know, when you are um, a new couple and you're trying to maybe get pregnant and you have fertility issues, that can be a really trying time for you. But unfortunately, you can't control how often someone is going to ask you, so when are you going to have that baby? They somebody else doesn't know what's going on for you personally or in your relationship as far as your infertility struggles, but you do have this outside influence that um, external influence that is asking you questions. So sometimes you have these external influences and you don't have control over them. They're happening. Um, You do, however, have control over how you react to them. And you also have control over the internal influencers. So the internal influencers are going to be things like your energy or your attitude surrounding the change. How do you approach the change? Do you approach the change with fear? Do you approach the change with anger? Maybe it was forced upon you and you don't really want to make this change, but you feel like I have to do this, so I'm just going to do it. Um, So understanding your your internal influencers, and knowing when they pop up for you. So an example of change for me is um, that my as my kids get older and they want more independence, I am struggling with that, um, letting them have that independence, right? I mean, this is something that all parents go through. Your kids are getting older and you have these high expectations for them. You expect them to be able to do things on their own. But when they do either they don't do it right or they mess up or it takes them way longer than it should. And so I have a lot of anxiety sometimes about this whole idea of my kids having independence because 
super important to me. I want them to be independent kids. I want them to be able to do things for themselves and make decisions for themselves. And I know it's really important for them to have those that practice and those experiences before they're having to make those choices um, or make those um, independent moves um, it, when it's there's not a safety net for them. But it gives me a lot of anxiety because I want things done the right way or I want them done in a timely manner. And so I have to spend a little bit of time with me and I have to spend a little bit of time on how I'm talking to myself. Um, I can choose to have an attitude of frustration and anger, which quite frankly is how I have, I do it sometimes when it's time to get out the door for school in the morning or when it's time to get your homework done. I have a lot of frustration around that because I am so fearful of not getting to school on time or not getting your homework done. Those, those are things that, um, you know, the, the societal influences on me from when I was a really young kid, um, that those are really important. So when I just react in this fearful state or just react in this frustrated state, when I let that internal influencer dictate how I react in those situations, then that transition from letting my kid be independent and get to the car on time or letting my kid be independent and get their homework done. Um, it's due by Friday. And if they get it done, they get it done. If they don't, they don't. I have a lot of anxiety about just letting that happen. Now, when I take that step back that I've talked about before, and when I really let myself uh, remind myself that, hey, this is an example of how um, this is a time where I can think about transition. I know what's happening. And if I can just take one step back and ask this question of myself of how do I want to show up right now? And how um, do I want to 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 be with my kids? And so when I stop and I say to my kids, hey, I'm getting frustrated because it makes me really nervous to be to show up to school late because it's to me it's important that you that you don't have tardies or if i can say hey i'm really scared that if you don't get your homework turned in what that's going to do to your grades and that makes me uncomfortable so maybe you can tell me what's your plan for getting it done. And then that way, I have given them the opportunity to make the plan for themselves rather than me enforcing a plan. But it's also given me a chance to support them. And as I've talked about with some of my guests, that's really important for our kids to know that we're supporting them. So when I give them the opportunity to make the plan and to know, okay, you've made this plan, how can I help you ensure that that plan gets done? then I don't have to be nagging them constantly. I can be supportive of, okay, you said you were going to do two pages each day of your homework to have it all done by Thursday or have it all done by Friday. Now, how can I support and make sure you get that done? It gives them the opportunity to um, experience that transition for themselves and to learn that problem solving. Now, it doesn't mean that I still don't have those internal um, influencers on my energy and on my attitude and on my f- my ideas about transition. But when I talk to them about it and I give them the tools to solve those problems, then homework happens a lot more easily and we get to school on time without a lot of me yelling about getting in the car. So when you take that time to really think about what those internal influencers are, 
and know and think about how you have control over those influencers. And you really do. It doesn't always feel like you do, but you really do have control over those. That can help these phases in the cycle of change go so much easier. You know, um, it's it, like I said before, it helps me to think about the fact that we're not in the same phase in every single area of our lives. Um, but it's also important for me to think about not in passing on that fear of change or that fear of transition to my kids um, or to my clients, because I want, you know, avoiding change, fearing transition doesn't make it not there. Okay. Um, I, there was a mom that I used to be really good friends with. We've, we've, we've moved to different places and we're not um, as close as we were, but I can remember a time when, um, her son and my daughter were about two, two and a half, three, they were talking. And I said something about a dead bug. And she just looked at me horrified, like, oh, you said the word dead. And I said, yeah, it's a dead bug. <laughs> and she, she said, oh, we don't use that word around him. I said, what word don't you use around them? Well, we don't, I don't even want him to know what death is. And I thought to myself, well, just because you don't say the word dead does not make that dead bug not a dead bug. And so it got me thinking about really wanting to not pass on that fear to my kids of just not talking about something doesn't make it not true. My daughter the other day, my grandfather is in his 90s and he was not doing, he was ill the other day and he was in the hospital. He's, he's okay right now. Um, he's out of the hospital. He's doing great. But my daughter said, is Papa going to die? And I just looked at her and I said, well, honey, he's in his 90s. Yeah, he's going to die, but not right now. This is not good. This is not going to be what, what causes it. She goes, oh, okay. Okay. I get it. So that's some parents don't want to talk about those kinds of things. It's kind of like transition. You want to avoid it, but it's going to happen whether we talk about it or not. So giving my daughter the tools or giving her the time to process that information, um, because, you know, the fact of the matter is within the next 10 years, well, I'm going to have this conversation with my daughter about about death and dying with parents and grandparents and great grandparents and friends and um, other family members. So the, the when we when you approach these changes and these transitions in your life, not just the big ones like death and dying, but also the little ones, you when you're more prepared for them, it's easier for you to go through those different cycles. You know, that brings me to another point of we often think about change and transition as just these big life moments. When you graduate from high school, when you graduate from college, when you get married, when you have a baby, when you die. Those are like the big transitions in life. But there are little transitions happening all day long, every day. There's transitions happening in every moment um, of our lives. And we can't only focus on those big transitions and not think about the little transitions. And we have to think that if I am prepared for those big transitions, then I am also prepared for these little transitions. Or if I prepare really well for the little transitions, I'll be way more prepared for those larger transitions later in life, whenever they come up. And you want to think about um, 
change as something that is natural, that is going to happen, that is a part of our lives, rather than this thing that's over there that's scary that you don't really want to be a part of. Because whether you like it or not, change is going to happen. Your kids are going to grow up. You're going to get different jobs. People are going, you're going to have to deal with um, people coming in and out of your life. So thinking about how can I be prepared for those so that when it comes, I I don't feel so overwhelmed and anxious about it. One of the ways that you can do that is to think about your level of engagement. And so the range of engagement, and I talk about this one with my clients and my students, um, as well as my own children um, and my friends, quite frankly, a lot, because there's so many times when we say to people things like, well, I, I won't do that. I won't do that. That's that's one of um, the 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 range of engagement. So there's won't, there's have to, there's need to, and there's choose to. So when you say that you won't do it, it's um, kind of like um, that you have no power or no choice, um, and that's not really a, a place that you probably want to spend your time. Um, unless you're choosing to not do something. Um, But that's way up in the higher. So when you won't, it's because you have no power and no choice. A lot of us spend time in the have to. Well, I have to go to that or I have to do this. And that means that you feel forced to do something or that you have limited or no choice. Now, I have to take my kids to school every day is is one way to think about it. But I could reframe that and think, I get to take my kids to school every day. I get this opportunity to share this um, experience of learning with them, that I get this chance to expose my kids to other people and to different ways of learning and to different types of material so that that's a way that I can reframe that. The next level, the next range of engagement, the next step is really the need to. Well, I need to have this job if I want to put food on the table. That is low power. Um, It's mostly at choice. Like I could not have this job, um, but then my kids wouldn't eat. Um, So that's part of that range. But then when you really start, start thinking about all of these things that we do, all of these transitions that we make, all of these ways that we live our life, if we start thinking about them as choices, it really does change the way that we engage with that activity. So rather than saying something like, I have to go or I need to go, saying I choose to go really starts to change the way you think about it. And it not only changes the way you think about that activity, it can change the way other people engage in that same activity. So rather than saying, okay, we have to go to school, saying something like, okay, let's get up. We're choosing to go to school today helps it reframe it not just for you, but also for your family. When um, I say things to my kids like, I have to make dinner, I feel like sometimes I'm insane to them that it's not something I really want to do, but it's something that um, is being forced upon me. But if I can change that and say, okay, I choose to make dinner now, it can really reframe the way I think about that situation. And it can also reframe the way that they think about that situation. Now, when I use this with my clients, because... um, this can be tricky because it's 
we often don't feel like we have control or power. We don't understand this range of engagement because we don't see a lot of the things that we do in our lives as making choices for ourselves. You know, um, going to a job that you don't like doesn't feel like a choice. The thing that I like to say to my clients is it's always a choice. You know, freedom of choice does not mean freedom from consequences. So yes, you're choosing to go to work because the consequences of not going to work are worse. You're choosing to get up and go to class every day or you're choosing to turn in your homework because the consequences of not making that choice are not great. Now that can feel kind of like, well, Liam, is that really a choice? But I mean, yeah, it is. You have to weigh those consequences about whether or not you want to do something. Is the consequence of not doing it worse than um, actually doing it? You have to make that choice for yourself. You know, for some things, I've decided that, you know, I don't have to do those things. I don't have to um, volunteer for every single thing at my kid's school if I don't want to. I'm still, I can still be an involved parent. You know, I feel like as, as a working parent, it can be really scary to think, oh, I can't, be as involved as some of the other parents who who have different types of jobs. And so you feel like, um, I can't be as engaged as I want to be. But really making that choice of, well, I can choose to be there when I can be there and I can make the most of my time while I'm there. But if I'm not there, I'm still doing something great. And I still love my kids and I still think this school is great and I'm still excited and I'm still supportive of this school. So understanding your range of engagement, whether it's a won't, a have to, a need to, or a choose to, is really important when you start thinking about those cycles of change. The cycle of change is constant. It's happening around us. You know, it's kind of like that merry-go-round. It's spinning whether we're on it or not. Um, And most likely we're on it and we're just pretending like we're not. So thinking about change as something that is a cycle that is happening each day and knowing where you are, having that awareness about where am I in this in this area? Where am I as far as my friendships with some of my other moms go? It goes, am I in the shuffle phase? Am I in the deal phase? Am I in the playing the game phase or am I in the toss in phase? Thinking about where you are in each of these different areas of your life, what phase you're in. Like I said before, some of the phases last a really long time. Um, The play the game with your kids is going to last for a long time. Um, The play the game with your spouse and a lot of your support network is probably going to last a long time. But even just having that realization and that understanding, that awareness about where you are in these cycles of change can give you a lot of um, peace of mind. Because when you know where you are in that cycle, you know the kinds of questions you might want to be asking yourself. You know the kinds of feelings you might be having in those areas, Um, whether it's in the deal phase where you're excited and you have really high energy because it's because it's something new and something that's different and you and you want to get into it. Um, Or maybe you're in the play the game phase and you're thinking about, okay, well, this has been awesome. Um, What do I want to do next? Or do I want to keep doing the same thing? Um, or if you're in the toss-in phase where, you're, where you've got these thoughts of, okay, now I need to focus inward a little more. I need to focus on me. I need to decide what I want to do next so that I can gear back up for that shuffle phase. 
and I can start throwing my cards back out on the table. You know, the thing about change that I've said before um, is it's happening. It's happening. So we might as well be aware of it. We might as well jump on in there and start learning some of these skills, learning how we can tackle our internal um, influencers, how we can reframe external influencers so that we can be prepared for these changes as they take place. Um, I want to say thank you so much for listening again about change and transition. These are just a few of my thoughts. Um, and I, I really feel like sharing them can be helpful to help you know that you're not alone that we're all going through transitions and changes in our lives, but we're not doing it alone. Um, The only thing constant is change, but you don't have to go it alone. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your time today. Remember to check me out on Instagram at at Panther City Partners. You can like, you can share, you can give me some feedback on what other kinds of topics you'd like to hear about on this this podcast, and we can interact that way. So thank you so much for your time. The only constant is change, but you don't have to go it alone.